This episode of Fever Talk is brought to you by... Bingo Bubbles. Bingo Bubbles. Instead of drawing balls out of a, a drum, they pop bubbles in the air and they tell you which number is on your card. Uh, play Bingo Bubbles at bingobubbles.com with your special discount code... Fingy. Fingy. To claim a 10% discount for all Fever Talk listeners on your next Bingo Bubbles game. Now, on with the podcast. Oh, we claimed it back. I've been really bad at the, the <laughs> intros for a while. Wait, I don't... Okay, I, you pop a bubble and that tells you what your number is? Yeah, so when you pop the bubble, a number appears. Oh, that's really cool. If you could invent that technology, yeah, I'd be down. Yeah, and they may, we may just have to play it on video <laughs> rather than actual bubbles. Uh, yes. But in maybe, that case, yeah. But I, I like the idea that it's actual bubbles. That's very futuristic. Yeah, I suppose... I mean, the be- of all the things people have invented, I'm sure they could invent that. I think the best thing we could do right now is just have a giant, like, touch screen with bubbles floating yeah. on it. And you just have someone, like, pop a random bubble on that screen. And then it will reveal a number. And that would be pretty cool. And that can definitely be done. I really want to see it with, like, the real-life bubbles. I mean, we'll get to work on it. <laughs> We'll have it ready for the next episode, I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, so, hey everybody. Hey um, everyone. We're back uh, to just the, the duo of the married couple after we had our, 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 our third. Our lovely guest. Our, 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 the trois to our menage. Ooh, <laughs> did you just call her a trois? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jen was uh, being a gone, but we're about to have another visitor. We are. Come visit Maybe us. Maybe we'll get her on here as well. Maybe as well. Um, and uh, so this will be, and you're, you currently have in the city, but just not staying with us this time, a third friend. Uh, this time from Australia. Yeah. Um, so visitors, do you think you're a good visitor? Do you think you're a good guest in a house? Oh my God. I don't, I don't think I am. I don't think I am. How so? Um, you know me without even meaning to be, I'm extremely messy. Like I don't even know how messy I'm being and I'm messy (laughs) and that's true. Like it's a real... I think I'm self-aware in a lot of ways, but in, in that way, I'm really not. Right. Uh, and so I tend to feel on edge a lot when I'm a visitor because I'm worried that I'm, like, messing but it's up. But it is good that you're at least worried about it, I think. Yeah, that's true. That's true. To be aware of it is something. Because yeah. there's some people who are just, like, ignorant of the fact that they're, they're maybe not a great person to be staying with. Yeah. So at least I, I try, but I feel like I'm probably still missing things. And yeah, that is that thing of like, I pro- yeah, I don't know. And then just in terms of like, I'm really lazy and I just like to chill around. <laughs> and so if someone, like if I was visiting someone, yeah, I don't know. So there's a, there's a thing when you're visiting people is as, as to what, um, what you do when you're there is in terms of like, you know, do we go out a lot? But yeah. I, I'll, I'll circle back to that in a moment, just to address when you say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm messy without even knowing it. One of my favorite things about oh your God, messiness... I'm so scared. Uh, ...is your nest that you... Uh, oh, okay. ...that you seem to manage to create in the couch. Yeah. So, so for, the, for those who haven't been to our house, which is probably most of our listeners, <laughs> um, we have a couch that is, is like, pleather. Mm-hmm. I would say it's real leather. No. Um, but it came with the place. We can't change it. It's part of the, the, the apartment. 
Um, but it's old enough now where like the pleather is cracking mm. and like showing like just the it's weird inside. on under, underneath. Yeah. So we have placed like a blanket over the cushions to try and make it look nicer and more comfortable. Uh, and we kind of have sides of the couch. Oh, totally. Like a lot of people have sides of the bed. Um, I sit on the side that if you're looking at the couch and not sitting on it, it's the right hand side. But even because we're looking at the couch right now. Yeah. And but yeah, if you're sitting in you it, it's the left hand side. You could totally it's, tell who was sitting it's, where. It's ca- yeah, exactly. 100%. <laughs> it's, so there's couch right and couch left, I guess. There's much like stage right and stage left. Oh, couch right and couch left. But then then you're couch left. I'm couch left. If we're, if we're doing And you're couch right. Yeah. And so we have cushions as well. Right. And, and we have this blanket. And then you love having a blanket. Set an extra blanket on top, on top of that. Of me, yeah. So one that's on you, not underneath you, like the right. one on the couch. Uh, so currently, as you can see, there's like a little circle that happens <laughs> where the blanket underneath you is almost kicked to the floor. The the, the 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 cushions are made into a circle, and the blanket that you have over you is just like swirled around yeah. as well. And you just create a little nest for yourself. Yeah, that's true. It's quite cute. And then my side is just exactly... Very neat. Everything's where it should be. Yeah, the blanket hasn't moved. The, the cushions haven't moved. The cushions haven't moved. It's just perfect, perfectly flat and yeah. still. Uh, yeah, well, there's definitely... Yeah, there's a line down the middle of that couch. Yeah, you can see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so when you're visiting people... So for example, I, I visited my friend Caleb, um, who was, was in Texas at the time. He's now in, in uh, California. But uh, when I visited him, he was working, you know, so he, he worked from home. So he still had to, like, do a lot of stuff during the day. Uh, and, but I was, you know, I felt like, oh, like, do we just sit in and watch TV? Is that making the most of our time together? Like, should I be taking him out to the pub? But he's got work the next day, like, you Oh, that's know. funny. You felt the pressure to be taking him out, or you felt like you... Well, I felt like, because I don't get to see him very often. I mean, yeah. that, the last time I saw him was about four or five years ago. Uh, like, you know, I want to try and make the most of my time with him, because I've come to see him. Like, yeah. You know? uh, but, like, you know, I, I saw one of my other friends there, uh, Blake, you know, and we kind of went out drinking and stuff like that. And But then I was like, oh, well, if I'm leaving... Because Caleb had no interest in really going drinking. Mm. so but he was fine to let me go drinking so I, right. I left him there and, and then there's that weird thing of like well am I spending enough time with him right, now like right. I'm staying at his place right so there's a there's a, there's a weird kind of you know uh, like you said there's there's pressure on the visitor to be doing the right thing yeah yeah although I guess in yeah in a weird I was gonna say I think I feel more pressure as the host but no I think I actually feel more pressure as the visitor I think I don't like being the visitor because I feel so much pressure. Okay. Because you feel like, I don't know, almost like you owe something because like, oh, they're letting me stay. And so. Well, it is a, it is a privilege to be able yeah. to stay somewhere for free. Yeah. In anywhere you go. Totally. Even in the same country. But do you feel the same way when you go home and visit your family? No. Is that terrible? No. But it should, <laughs> it, but it should be that way, really. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't no, feel that pressure. Really. No, not at all. And I guess that's a testament to, like, how wonderful and, and generous and chill my parents are. But no, I feel like they're happy that I'm home. And... <laughs> but um, we're going to see them in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And they will have a new home. Yeah. Uh, the, your parents moved 
house and they moved further out east in Long Island. Mm -hmm. So they went to the vine, the vineyards. The wine vineyards. The vineyards. The wine vineyards. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And so we're excited to see that place. Well, do you think that will feel different visiting them there? No, I'm sure I'll still just settle in exactly the same. But, you know, it'll be the first time that I'm going home and the house that I grew up in, the house that I lived, you know, like that house is old. Was Yeah, you know, so so that's interesting. Because, like, when I picture coming home, I still picture coming home to that house. Yeah. Of course I won't be. Yeah, be, 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 yeah be, it will be feel like we're staying at someone else's yeah. house entirely. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I also think I'll be fine and I'll adjust to it quite easily. <laughs> uh, you know, it should be cool. Um, so we have visitors, um, so which means we've kind of been out of our normal schedule because we've been kind of doing things that we don't normally do. Mm. Uh, but before they arrived... We kind of had a steady, like, we were watching some TV shows, which we don't often get a chance to do. We were actually, like, sitting down and being able to watch some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so off the back of that, I thought we talked to the, the, the folks about some of the things we've been watching. Okay. One has been on my mind a lot recently. Oh. I would like to talk. I've been talking to you about it loads. Um, we did a podcast. How long ago was it now? Maybe close to two years ago. Maybe it was a year and a half ago. And we had, like, a whole sort of episode talking about Aziz and Zari. Oh, yeah. Um, after the whole thing had gone down with the Babe.net article. And, yeah, in a sense now, looking back on it, I almost feel like I, if anything, came down too hard on his side. Like, like. Yeah, you were too positive for Aziz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I guess... Yeah, and and I still think, like, look, maybe where I was coming from was like, well, this isn't as bad as this, and it's and it's not, it's not as bad as other things, but it is still bad. I mean, I hope I did acknowledge that at the time because it is bad. It's bad yeah, behavior. Well, I think what I said, and maybe I still think this, it's very bad behavior, but it's not criminal behavior. And to catch people up very quickly in case yeah. it's slipping anyone's mind, uh, basically about a, a year ago? I think it was like a year and a half ago. I would say it broke ago. around winter 2018. Okay. Yeah. Um, Aziz Ansari had an article written about him on Babe.net yeah. uh, about a night that he had spent with a girl that he went on a date with that went very poorly and she felt very kind of shaken and mm-hmm. upset about what had happened. Mm-hmm. And, and very understandably. Very, very understandable. understandably. You know, he was gross. Disgusting. But the the question that kind of made everyone talk about it was, is that, what is this? What like, is this? Is yeah. this sexual assault? Yeah. Is this rape? What yeah. is this just like a bad date? Right. What is this? And everyone had their own opinion on it. And we were kind of on the idea that like, it was a bad time. Yeah. But it's probably like the lowest rate like assault you can think of. Like in the sense of like it's a guy being gross but there's like, you know, he didn't go too far over any lines. Because it was I guess the thing about it was it was sort of if you're looking at looking at it from his point of view, you could see where he thought there was consent and when she said no he did stop yeah so i guess that's where but like how like it's still bad yeah it's still really really bad yeah and i guess part of the reason why i'm thinking about it again is that uh he has a new stand-up special on netflix and 
we watched it. Yeah. And he addressed this. I don't even know if he necessarily addressed it. Well, he, he mentioned it. He brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess part of the conversation, and I, I think overall, if you looked at how the media took this, it was way more on his side than not. Yeah, he had to go kind of be quiet for a while, and he disappeared for a while, and then he came back, you know, what, a year later or whatever. Um, but mostly, like, people were like, this shouldn't ruin his career, this shouldn't ruin his career. And it's like, okay, well, it didn't. So, yeah. cheers. Um, it really fucking didn't at all. No. And the way he was received in that stand-up special, I think he was in New York doing it. Like, you could just tell. I think he got a standing ovation as soon as he walked on stage. Like, yeah. this has not hurt him at fucking all. If anything, it seemed like people had a new enthusiasm to appreciate him. So the way he addressed it in the beginning was just like a thing happened, a thing happened, and like, you know, it like made it made me think and so many guys told me that it made them think. And like that is good and I think that is important and it made people think and but that was sort of it. And then at the end he had a moment of like thank you and like this time I really mean it because like I used to never mean it when I said thank you but like now I mean it yeah there was two I think two things struck me in in that show is that one is that I don't think I'm not entirely sure he thinks he did anything wrong still Mm. I think he probably recognizes that it was a bad time for the girl but I don't think he necessarily thinks he did anything wrong Um, and that also as well is that I think he will use this to his advantage in a sense of, I think he will use this for his career. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, don't, I, I don't feel for a second. He's actually learned a lesson from it. No. And you know, the bit of his show that pissed me off. Yeah. And it pissed me off too. Cause yeah. I, I found it very strange. So uh, he was talking, uh, he had a whole joke where he would, it was a running joke throughout the show that he would lie about something and prove to people that, they're kind of buying anything they see on Facebook these days and like they will believe any lie that they hear if it sounds credible. Which is not a bad comment to make. It is very much something that's happening these days. Yeah, yeah, it is. He was a little... Yeah, and he... That whole thing... He was... I found him to be quite preachy overall, actually. Yeah. In this. Um, but... Anyway, then he starts talking about his new girlfriend who's, like, a physicist or something. And you're talking about, like, having sex with her and, like, how she has an IUD. And, like, one day, like, you know, the IUD, like, poked my penis. And, like, ha, 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 it poked your penis. And, like, you know, then talking about the alternatives and how birth control can be managed and, like, mm. you know, oh, she said, you know, then he's like, you know, after that, like, you can't go in with the same enthusiasm. So, like, isn't that his impression great? I mean, it's bang on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he talked about, like... Uh... <laughs> I can finish. Oh, sorry. I was just, I was just trying to move it along. Um, so, yeah, so he's talking about that and then, like, saying... Oh, so then she was like, oh, maybe I'll go on the pill. Uh, but the pill turns me into, like, an angry, like, moody monster. And he's like, oh, my God, like, it's 2019, and, like, these are our choices? Like, getting poked in the penis? Or, like, uh, I have a moody monster for a girlfriend? Um, but then he sa- said, like, well, now they have this new contraception for men. And, you know, oh, like, it's got this amazing thing. And, ha-ha, it's another one of those lies that you almost believed, everybody. But as soon as he brought up they have this new contraception for men, I was thinking to myself, oh, he's going to mention condoms. Yeah, so was I. Yeah. And and then yeah. when he was like, no, there's none, there's none that yeah. exists. No condoms, not an option. 
Really? Not an option. Like, didn't even cross his mind. Condoms. No, not an option. But here's, okay, but here's here's the thing, and this is the thing, and I'm not, oh, trust me when I say this, I'm not defending the man. But there are people, there are going to be people who will argue a point, and I feel like I have to bring that point up. Oh. Uh, I don't even know if I necessarily believe in that point, but I feel like I, does, I do have to mention it so there's not an elephant in the room. Okay. So... A lot of people will say when you're doing a stand-up special and you're crafting it, you you can't tick every box in the sense of if I'm going to try and make a joke about a subject, if I talk well-roundedly about the subject, I'm going to kill the comedy in it because I there's always an exception that will kill your punchline. So, like, people could say, like, well, if he acknowledges condoms existing, then he doesn't have his funny joke about the fact that there is no male birth control pill or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, like, still, to me, then the, like, sure, but then that does, that is going to cost you something because you have ignored something important and then you have to look at what you're ignoring and what that means in the greater context of, like, your point of view and what you're talking about. Yeah. And so he lives in a world where you can just completely eliminate that as an idea. So yeah, that's, and that, that not, shows his point of view. Like. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. And, and, that, and I do, that's it. I think I agree with you uh, in I that. I think you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> but in that sense of like, you do have to sometimes, uh, I think it's a problem more so for his level of comedian than the average guy who's got like a 10 minute bit. Uh-huh. Because when you're doing 10 minute bit in short, like, you know, things, sure, you kind of have to uh, sometimes suspend belief to like, you know, yeah. to, to, to be able to get to your punchline and all that kind of shit. But when right. these guys are at their level, like you said, very preachy. You very know, preachy. most stand-up comedians these days, like him, come out there with almost like a thesis yeah. that they're going to sell you on their worldview. Yeah. Uh, and I think in kind of in opposite of, of how Aziz came off and, and he both made us feel kind of a little bit gross and a little bit disappointed in, in the person we were watching. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned that in our last episode, like Catherine Ryan's Glitter Room like stand-up is, is almost the opposite. In totally. the sense of like, yes, she is 100% preaching. She is, but, but, but she, we are the choir. So yeah, <laughs> we yeah. like it. But I feel like she was preaching with enough, like kind of, she was smart enough to be able to, like, present her point of view and acknowledge the fucked up reality of the world. Yeah. Like, she she managed to mention, like, you know, this is how I think about a thing. I recognize it's wrong. Right. And I'm saying to you now that it's wrong. Right. But this is what I'm into right now. And, and, and that was kind of the, what was missing from Aziz's show, I think, is recognizing, like... Even if you said, if you just said, like, how fucked up is it that, like, you know, I don't think of condoms. Right. And I thought, because I thought that was going to somehow be worked into the punchline. Exactly. And admitting, in a sense, that, like, yeah, I'm fucked up and I don't think of condoms, but, like, having an awareness of that. And and to me, this is, like, a, a major sexist thing that happens regularly, is that men just refuse to wear condoms and put the burden of birth control completely on women. And, like, this happens a lot. Like Maybe I'm wrong about it. I do feel like it's it's more... It's not as it's not a problem over here as well, but I do think it's more of an American male problem. I think there is a weird culture in America about being anti-condoms, and I don't know if it's as strong over here. 
Okay. I mean, I, like, obviously from personal experience, I don't really know. So I know from anecdotal evidence, like, from right. other friends. But, like, I had a friend here tell me that, like, it was a one-night stand and he was refusing to wear a condom. And they ended up wow. not having sex because he was like, I won't have sex with a condom. And she was like, I won't have sex without a condom. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. But he was like, he, it, like, it was a, like, they had just met and he was like, you know, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have sex with you if I thought that, like, you were, like, dirty. So, like, why, you yeah, know. what about you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, there's a million fucking reasons to use a condom, not just, like, right. STIs. Like, uh, hello, birth control, like. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I guess it was, like, she, yeah, I think that she was on the pill and he was, like, you're on the pill. What's the issue? Blah, 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 blah. Mm, I don't know you, motherfucker. Exactly. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Like, what age was this guy just out of interest, approximately? I would say approximately late twenties. Okay. Maybe early thirties. Yeah, maybe right. maybe it's just I maybe I just haven't heard of men in my sphere talking about a this a hatred of condoms. So maybe I thought it was a less of a thing. But a lot of it too is in like like one night stands. I would say probably most people would be okay with it, but long term relationships. I mean. Well, I thought, I suppose that if, I, if I'm real about it, like, when I met you, I think I had a thing in my head where, you know, I was, I, I wanted to not use a condom. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you didn't have to push that hard. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and and you, I guess if, if you caved, you, like, I would have gotten my way and, and I would have been happy about it. But that would have been gross of me. To, to look for you to cave, like, you know, for me to, to push it far enough. So I guess you would have had to cave pretty quickly for me to be, like, okay, <laughs> to be, and, like, and in that situation. Yeah, and a lot of women do, and I wonder, and, like, look, maybe this is me putting, like, maybe a lot of women really prefer being on the pill to using condoms, and a lot of women are already on the pill for different reasons as well. Yeah. So, for a lot of women, they're the just pills. on the pill, so in a long-term yeah. relationship, of course, but, you know, in my case, I have never been on the pill, so, and, you know, I have no interest in going on it. Well, I mean, at this point, it's, it would seem silly. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, to make it to 29. And, and to like, be married to you in a half year. Yeah, and then I'm going to go on the pill. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like, it's like, like, if you were like sober for tw- 10 years like you know now i'll have a drink yeah. like no just keep going man <laughs> just keep doing it um so we yeah okay so that was the thing that was on our minds and uh, we watched the uh, stranger things season the new latest one the third season mixed reviews from our end yeah. like and and we were ta- and we just watched the first episode of of season uh, three of glow and we were almost having the same conversation again in the sense of the premise for these shows are good. The execution is poor. Yeah. Like, I want to like Glow more than I do. Yeah. And I want to like Stranger Things more than I do at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think at this point I'm, I'm like past the point of wanting to like Stranger Things. Oh. I mean, of course, you always want to like a show, but I don't have much... You don't expect to anymore. anymore. Yeah, like I really liked the first season. It was really fun. It was something new. It was like, oh, this is cool. And then second season, third season. I I thought the last episode was great. I actually really, really liked the last episode. Okay. Third season. But other than that. 
Yeah, I like the I like the second half of of the third season more yeah. than the first half, and I think it was because partially because things were happening rather than like I wonder what will happen, and I think mystery in this show is getting less and less interesting. Uh, but then also as well as that we were spending more much more time um, with uh, Steve and uh, Robin. Yeah, yeah, it was Thurman's daughter, <laughs> which once you pointed out to me, I can't unsee right? anymore. It's it's uncanny. Um, but and then um, Gaten, uh, the curly haired kid. Monterazzo, Gaten Monterazzo. Yeah, and like then they they're fun, and then oh yeah, the, and, and then the, the, the new girl. Little sisters. Yeah, yeah, she's in that. Like she was part of that gang, and that and that gang was fun, and I could have watched. Fun. I could have watched that gang all day. Yeah, they were but, fun. But then we had to cut back to the painfully anorexic older sister of uh will yeah um and the weird no, mike of mike of mike is and mike's then will's older brother and then will's older brother who's, who's just creepy and a dick yeah and i'm like does the show not get that he's a complete creep and asshole like i feel like the show and that's weird the show doesn't get it like he's a creep and he's a dick. Like, he creeped on this girl, was, like, following her around yeah. like a creep. Yeah. And now that he has her, he's fucking disrespectful to her and a dick. Yeah. And we're supposed to like him? Yeah. Because this... he's... What? Because he's intellectual? Is he? But I... also, like, she's not a fun character or a nice character. Like, she's kind of just... She's a nicer character than he is. Oh, she is. But I just mean in the sense of, like, as a couple, like... Like, why do I want to watch yeah, them? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, you know, the mom, uh, Mike's mom. Mike's mom is hot. She's She <laughs> she was fun. She was yeah. a lot of fun this season. Yeah. And she was cool. And I love that actress. So more of her would be nice. Yeah. But, like, the show is kind of, like, it's, it's, it's got its own tropes now that it has created, but, like, keeps doing every fucking season where, like, it'll introduce a new character to you that will make you really like them. And in a show full of dickheads, a lot of them are dickheads. Like, Mike was a huge dickhead this season. So a show full of dickheads, when you have, like, a beautiful, pure, wonderful character and you just, like, as soon as you realize, I love this character, oh... He's definitely going to die Ugh. within the next episode. And you called it, like, the one this time. Like, you called it. Like, we, we were just starting to... I mean, and he was fun and likable from the beginning. But, like, we were just starting to really fall in love with him. And he yeah. was being so adorable and lovable. And, like, like, and you, you were just like, he's dead. And he, and he was. <laughs> like, 30 seconds later. Yeah. He was. Yeah. And so, like, it's cheap. It's so cheap. I hate that. Yeah. And, you know, you could kill off some of the more annoying kids... Yeah. Uh, and and keep those nice people around and yeah. the show would be a million times fucking better. Yeah, I, I I'm kind of like and that's the thing, there's 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 a lot of T V shows that really haven't held up or been as good as their promise. Yeah. Um Glow is a little bit similar in the sense of like they're all over the place in terms of like the tone of the story, but then also as well. It's just, it's two skinny white bitches and an, an old white man. Creepy. Now, they have a bunch of, like, you know, ethnically diverse cast in the background. But we spend no time with them whatsoever. Right. And, and they're just, they're just window dressing. Yep. 
Uh, and so it's really frustrating because like I want to learn more about them they seem more interesting most of the time yeah. than Alison Bree's character like in A Month yeah. of Sundays and yeah. if she if I have to watch her make longing eyes at like a guy oh. who's like fucking 25 years older than her oh. and like gross and like I, you know I think Alison Bree does a great job in the show her Zoya is really fun yeah oh, but yeah. it's just like what is like I like once again it's like I'm supposed to like this character I think but I don't really know why yeah and I just yeah like Glow has had some good moments like I talked about I really really loved that scene between um Alice and Brie and Betty Gilpin in the last season when uh Alice and Brie is like in the hospital Uh, I thought that scene was brilliantly written brilliantly acted and so some of that stuff is good I like most I like Betty Gilpin's character I love Betty Gilpin's performance yeah but yeah it just so much of it feels false it feels like a false idea of like See, it's a show about women, because there are lots of women here. See, women. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's actually very little done with most more, of the most, women. Most of the women, yeah. <laughs> and like how, like yeah, I mean, how much screen time do you like Mark Marin and Bosch get? Like you know, they still they probably get close to as much screen time and lines as Alison Brie and Betty Gilpin. So don't tell me it's a women centric show. Bosch, like, I think his name is. What did I call him? Bosch. Bosch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does that home audio stereo company um, but yeah but like in a weird in a weird way like probably the one of the most satisfying TV shows that we keep watching is Last Chance You oh, and that came back recently and we watched the new season it's so fucking this good is the best show. now it's a documentary series oh. uh, so I suppose it's harder to like compare them but it has more like drama and tension and like and comedy <laughs> and comedy and characters that you give a fuck about then these shows that have a writer sit down and, and yeah. do it and make them but that's I mean that's like that's something about the revolution of like reality TV or even this you couldn't quite call it reality TV like it's a documentary but I think it's maybe learned something from reality TV as well is that it, it is like real life is more interesting sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. usually like that like usually it is so that I think that writing has to be like really really impressive and really good to be more interesting than than something like Last Chance You. So for those who don't know what Last Chance You is, because I guess we don't, we don't necessarily talk about it a lot on the show, um, it's a documentary series on Netflix that's had four seasons now, and there's a kind of, uh, in American football, there's a, there's a, you know, a system where basically they draft their players from college into the professional teams in the NFL, and uh, they don't get paid to play in college, but if they want to make it into the NFL, they kind of have to play in college. And, you know, because America is inherently racist and fucked up, um, they use a lot of, like, poor black men uh, who have struggled in school um, for their athletic ability and they kind of push them through the school system so that they can play football but don't necessarily get a good education. Um, Last Chance U is like a lower tier college system, right. like a community college, so a technical commu- college. Yeah, it's like a community college. So the idea of a lot of these... Uh, JUCO they call it junior college is that you go for the first two years you get your associate's degree and then you can transfer to another school so that can be anything so you know it could be like I go to, to JUCO for two years I get amazing grades I do amazing things maybe now I can go to uh, like an Ivy League school or like a, a, a bigger school or get a scholarship to a state school or whatever like something like that 
And so in this case, they're hoping to, after JUCO, to get scholarships to play Division One football. Yeah. And then, you know, that's where you're going to most likely get picked up to play NFL. But again, it's kind of like diminishing returns because, like, while there's quite a few colleges, there's a lot less NFL teams. I think there's only, like, fucking 12 or something, 14 yeah, NFL teams. 14, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's a really low number. Um, and no, so it can't be that small. They pay. They play fourteen games. That's where I was getting that number from. But anyway. Yeah. No. But it's something like that. Like yeah. they don't have any more teams than yeah. that. Uh, so so yeah. So it's like the chances of getting picked up are slim. And these guys who are struggling in school because they are like you know some of the stories they tell you about their lives is oh is God. horrific. Yeah. You know the the backgrounds that they come from and and you know there's a lot of very fun characters like guys with big personalities. Uh, but like they, you know, they they'll freely admit to you that like you know some of them struggle to be able to sit down and read a book, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and their educational system has failed them up until up until this point. You know, oh yeah, they haven't had to learn that skill or because they just they're they're, they're they had the skill of playing football and that was enough for a lot of schools. Yeah. They would kind of get you through somehow uh, because of that. Uh, but like yeah, you see, you get to see these guys kind of like you know. Tr- try and win in their teams and get picked up but also try and pass their classes mm-hmm. and they some there's some great teachers that we kind of oh. learn about on the, along the way as well on the show and, and really kind of you know you, you got to appreciate folks who probably aren't getting paid much at these junior colleges to teach uh, but are doing like an amazing job with like troubled kids mm-hmm. uh, and you see how much they give a shit and how much they care and it's it's it's, it's refreshing to, to see that sort of stuff it is refreshing it's also sometimes and the, the show can be really sad too because it's also hard sometimes to see that even with those amazing teachers like those people in their lives it still sometimes isn't enough at that point yeah i mean most of the time sadly it's there's, a, there's a lot of failure stories yeah. of these guys who are on the show so yeah and then you have these coaches who are just fucking maniacs egomaniacs uh, again, using these kids, but yeah. trying to do the best by the kids because yeah. they know they need the help the most. Like, right, but it's also, you know, they're about their own careers and that's yeah. what's important to them and uh, just all the, all of the dynamics that are going on. It's just, it's fascinating. Yeah. And, and I never thought I would care about football. Like, did you ever think you would no. see me, like, watching a football game and giving a fuck? And it's, it's hilarious because, like, you, the American, like, keep pausing the show to ask me, the Irish person, what the rules of American football are. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... but the fact that I'm able to answer it most of the time is probably weird, too. Like, Well, I told you what a smidix was today. Okay. Here's the thing. So, first of all, it's not a... It's not, what did you, how did you pronounce it? Smidix. Right. That's right. Oh, yeah, You're about to be like, it's actually a Smithwix. Smithwix. No, it's a Smithwix. <laughs> this is more of a TH. But anyway, so. Oh, you think I should put a TH there? You're saying oh, Smithwix. That's how I was taught to say it. Okay, I would I would personally say Smithwix. Smithwix. But then again. Oh, they were probably like trying to say like, oh, an Irish person like wouldn't say their TH. So who, was, who was telling you how to pronounce it? Like in your old job in the yeah, New York? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my manager. But it wasn't so the matter. So the owner of this bar, uh, McCann's, what up? Um, McCann's of Massapequa. The owner was uh, was from Dublin, but the manager like wasn't. But right. he was the one who told us to say 
Because he's probably trying to like imitate his his boss who's from probably the, and like yeah he's probably doing the, the th thing, um but yeah so I I don't know anybody who drinks Smithix for a start. Uh, I do. But I think my dad drank it for a very short period of time. And when he drank it in these, like, dark bars, it looked <laughs> like a stout. And I thought, because of that, that it was a stout. And I learned today... It is, is not. It is a red it's ale. It's a red ale, and it's really, really good. But the can that you had, I thought, was, like, a... a special kind. A, a version of Smithix that they have released now because, like, they're bougie or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we have a red ale now. <laughs> But, yeah. No, they have a blonde because they're bougie, but the red. Is that is that you too? Is you have a blonde now because you're bougie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, is there anything else that you comes to your mind about stuff we had watched recently? Even movies, I guess we got. I can't. I'm trying to remember now. We've had two sittings of girls' trips so far. <laughs> yeah, we're slowly trying to get through girls. Girls' trips is a long ass fucking long. movie. It's very funny though. It's fun. It's it's. Uh, very mad as a fucking brush yeah. I, I did not expect it to be as crazy as it was <laughs> we've seen like projectile pissing from like a height love that. um but uh what was the other thing um oh we started watching dairy girls oh yeah because uh, it's just been added to netflix and so i think we're only about four or five episodes in yeah so we're almost at the end because it's fuck all episodes in the season oh, there's really? only six, six episodes in the season or something oh, like that oh my god no way there's a second season though isn't there but it's not on netflix yet <gasps> So I think they're going to, like, you know, when the fourth season is out, they'll release oh, the second one or, okay. or whatever. Like, you Fair know what I mean? Enough. There'll be a couple behind. Fair enough. Um, because they want us to watch it on the Channel 4 website. Right. Uh, Which we could also do. We could we also do. We just never think to do things like that. Because it's not available on my PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how lazy we are. we could watch it, I guess, like, on Channel 4 when it was on. Yeah, TV. or we could, we could watch it on their four-player on my laptop or something yeah. like that. Like, I, we could organize this. Um, and we might. But, uh... It's, so for those who don't know, uh, especially for most most of our American li- uh, listeners, uh, Derry Girls um, is a Irish TV show made in the UK, um, but it is set in Ireland by Irish people uh, about Derry, which is kind of like a county in Northern Ireland, well, a town in Northern Ireland. Uh, I should it's a city. Mm. Um, is it a county as well though? No, because isn't where is Derry? Jesus, yeah, lads. I don't know. My ignorance is showing. I remember two counties that I forgot last week too. Mayo and Clare. <laughs> Good for I you. I named 12. Uh, Derry County. Yeah, County. Oh, oh, how dare you Google? It's saying County London Derry. Fuck you for a start off. Uh, Google's a freaking what would you call it's a it? It's a fucking British. <laughs> no, no, I wanted to have that different. Like, what would you call someone who's like, lo- like, what would you call someone here who's like loyal to the crowd? Unionist. Okay, yeah, Google's a unionist. Uh, I like that people also ask, is it Londonderry or Derry? And do they answer? Uh, generally, I'm going to try and say it in an ordinary accent. Okay. Oh, uh, generally, although not always, nationalists favor using the name Derry. The unionist Londonderry. Legally, the city and county are called Londonderry, while the local government <gasps> district containing the city is called Derry and Straban. Oh. Straban? Straban? Straban. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to say it in Nord- Nordic accent. Uh, but yeah, um, so... I, like, in a Nordic accent, all vowels are kind of the same. Like, they're all er, just kind of... Er, er, er. There's right. Um, so... <laughs> I apologize so many Sorry, times. Sorry, no. 
sorry. Um, but yeah, it's set in the 90s and uh, it's about these four schoolgirls who are there who are really like 30 in real life. The actresses. I was shocked to find out. Well, no, the, most of them are like 25, but the okay. one who I would have thought was like the youngest yeah. is like 31. <laughs> but it's set when like the troubles are still going on and so like just in the last episode we watched it was like the, the orange marches, which you had never heard of. No. Which I was surprised because I thought being here for like five years now, like I thought the the marches would have hit your periphery, but I guess not. I guess they're just not as big of a thing anymore. Yeah, but it's once you say it, like it rings bells. But I think it's maybe something I had heard peripherally and not really understood. Right, you wouldn't have probably seen on the news. Yeah, so I had to. I was kind of taken aback, and I was like, "Does that actually happen?" Like, yeah, it's real. Yeah, nineties. Yeah, and this, still to this day in 2019, Jeez. those marches still happen, yes. but there, there's less trouble at them now. But like, there's not that there's no trouble; there's a lot less trouble. I mean, there used to be riots at these marches because they would they would march through areas that were Republican, and this is like a big Unionist order with their orange sashes and their bowler hats, and they're singing songs about like you know killing the Irish and shit like that. Shit. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. And so, so well, I say killing Fenians, probably not killing the Irish, but you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it would, there'd be like Molotov cocktails thrown and shit like that. Like, and there would just be all out war sometimes back, back then, you know, these days it's, it's much less of a problem, but still not great. Um, but yeah, it was, no, it's, it's kind of nice through these sort of shows being able to introduce you stuff that I, I kind of forget to maybe talk to you about. Because, you know, this is, I try to introduce you to as much Irish history as possible. <laughs> and it's stuff that you'll pick up naturally yourself anyway. But trying to, like, you know, get you more uh, immersed in the culture it can be hard sometimes. Because this is shit I just, like, don't even think about because it's just, I'm just used to. Well, yeah, and it's just a matter of, like you said, it maybe doesn't come up that much anymore, you know. It's not a part of, like, our daily lives, so it wouldn't, like, come up. Well, especially down here in Dublin as well. Like, yeah. I mean, it was never really, like, a huge part of my life. But right, I was just, like, but you would have been aware of it. Very aware of it, yeah. Oh, it's mad. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the night that the, the big ceasefire was called, which was for, for the IRA, and, like, my mom and dad, like, called me into the, the room to, like, watch the news because, like, it was, like, such a big deal. And when I remember at the time, like, that? asking questions. What year was that? In late 90s? Late 90s, yeah. Yeah. Mid, mid to late 90s. So you would have been, like, a young teen. Yeah, like, 12, 13, maybe. Mm. Uh, and they were saying, like, you know, like, this is historical. And, and I remember being kind of naive about it and going, like, well, sure... Like, are you just going to be, like, one country now? Like, are we are we going to be a thing? And they were like, no. <laughs> and my dad was always saying, like, that'll never happen. And I still like to think in my lifetime it might, but I, we're all kind of moving on a little bit. Well, I guess, like, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, what? how do you feel about that? Like, do you, would you really like to see that happen? Or are you, like, whatever? I'd, I'd love to see it happen. I don't necessarily anymore. I used to think it needed to happen. Yeah. I don't think it needs to happen anymore. Yeah. I think it's okay if it doesn't, if we don't unify the country. But uh, to a certain degree, this Brexit stuff that's coming up, is, is bringing a lot of that shit back because right. it's bringing that border back into question. Right. And because we've lived in a part of Europe and a free border system, and so, you know, the border was essentially erased, uh, apart from, like, you know, local government where, like, your your taxes go to a certain district if you're living across a certain line. Um, 
and it, it was great to have that so for the idea that there'd be a proper border again is is scary and and also does bring that shit into question again but it does because isn't the case now that people can choose if they want to like have british citizenship or if they want to have irish citizenship choose is kind of a, a tricky thing about it because like at the moment currently like everybody in northern ireland is an irish citizen and a uk citizen okay if they want to be Right. You just have so to like. So you can have both if you want. One hundred percent, you can. Right. And uh, now with with this Brexit thing, the way it's currently working is is that if you want to have Irish citizenship, you have to now apply for it, and to do so, you have to declare that you are a British citizen, and you are renouncing your British citizenship to become an Irish citizen. And I've been watching some people say like, okay, while it seems to be free and easy to be able to go in and do that, although actually I think there's a, there's a fee, I think there's a fee to do it, but while like you may have to pay like a couple of hundred quid to go in and like, you know, renounce your British citizenship and become an Irish citizen, some people have a problem with even just declaring, first of all, that I'm a British citizen before denouncing that you're a British citizen. Yeah, and this, like, that seems kind of crazy to me because I would I would think that even through the whole Brexit thing that, like, the ties between the UK and Ireland would still be close because I'm sure there are lots and lots of people in the UK who have both. So I don't understand why these guys wouldn't just be allowed to have both. Um, you're, you're, you can apply to have both. Yeah. Um, but if you want that, you, you were automatically given your Irish citizenship before. Now you have to... But you can't have both, you're saying. You're saying you have to sign I, it. I think there's a thing where you have to, like, declare you're one or the other, yeah. But I mean, like, in, you know, in Britain, I mean, like, in England, Scotland, Wales. Like, I'm sure there are a lot of people who have both just because of, like, Irish lineage. Or... Passports and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's possible. And, like, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a weird system. And, and obviously it's going to change a lot over the next while. Um, I think it's, it's, it, there's a, there's a meme at the moment that's, I'm enjoying very much on Twitter, which, which is just called the Brits are at it again. Um, and every time like a British person talks about colonialism with Ireland as if it was some sort of like brotherly connection oh that we had. God. Um, and there's an awful lot of that floating around right now because they've forgotten pretty fucking quickly just how problematic Ireland was for them for so for a long time mm. um and they keep thinking that like oh we're busy mates and, and Ireland can't wait to like you know work with the UK on this <laughs> um and so uh yeah so if if anyone follows me on Twitter you may see me like screen grabbing someone saying like you know oh well don't the Irish like you know love having us as their bosses or it takes a lot of the burden off them <laughs> Uh, the Brits are at it again. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a thing. But uh, I mean, it's it's two years ago Brexit was voted on. Still, nothing has happened. Mm. Um, who knows what the fuck will happen mm. between now and anything actually tangible taking place? But uh, it's all it's it's all kicking off, as they would say. It's all kicking off. Uh, all right, so we are three weeks out from Dragon Club. Yeah. So what? very. No, less than. Less. Two and a half. Two and a half. So, uh, so very briefly, we will be at Dragon Club. Um, we will will not be doing a live recording of Fever Talk there. 
<laughs> as much fun as that would be. Uh, but we will be around. I have a table in Artist Alley. Um, come find me. Darcy will probably be with me there uh, quite a bit. True. Um, I'm I try not to get food poisoning. Try not to get food poisoning. Sign from the weird tofu hot dog that you had. Uh, I will be doing the Gonzo Quiz Shows again with Cam Plume, uh, my partner in crime at Dragon Con. Um, actual crime because we kill comedy sometimes. And uh, I'll also be doing like a cool comic panel uh, with my friend Chandra Free where we'll be talking about the reality of making comic books, how fucking hard that can be and how much that can fucking cost. Oh. And also how to just kind of, you know, cope in, in that freelance world. Uh, and then also as well, um, I'll uh, be uh, around, <laughs> I guess. I, you know, more to come, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. We'll be able to announce a lot more coming up, and we may even have uh, a Dragon Con-specific episode in the future. But uh, I just thought I would mention again for anyone who's heading around that way that you will see us. It's the only convention I'm doing this year, so if you want to like say hi and take a photo with me, now's your time. I, you know, I don't know if anybody actually wants to take a photo with me. I do. You want to take a photo with me? That's yeah. nice. If you want to take a photo with Darcy, too. I'll have some costumes. Yeah, exactly. And you experienced that last year. You, a few people asked us to take a picture yeah, of you. Yeah, that was so job. fun. Yeah. yeah. All right, folks. Uh, until next time. Be, be cute. Be cute. Be cute. Yeah. Why not be cute?